One of the things that I think in our troublesome times is a, a loss or a misunderstanding of what love is. People believe that love is confirming another in whatever they choose to do, whatever action they select if you tell them, which is actually a work of mercy, to admonish them in love to try to get them back to God, you are called a hater, a bigot, um, you are, are, are intolerant. And so there's a complete misunderstanding of love. If I truly love you, I don't want to see you on the wrong path. And if you love me, you will correct me if you see me on the wrong path. And so that is what our society, I happen to believe, along with no longer baptizing our children, is the single biggest problem that we have. What is love then? Love is willing the good of the other. And if you truly will the good of the other, you're not going to want to see them continue down the wrong path. It could lead to the loss of their soul. So by lovingly correcting them, you are doing the good for them. It's the classic example I hear in the confessional where maybe one of the two members of a young couple will be confessing that they had relations because the other made them feel like they, didn't, they weren't loving them if they didn't. The classic example of the man saying to the woman, well, if you love me, you will do this for me. Actually, it's the opposite. That man should say to the woman, I love you and therefore we should not do this because this is hurtful to your soul and mine too. But most of all, I worry about your soul. And so when I go to the confessional, I remember uh, in, in, in my past confessing that I felt worse over the fact that if I'm doing something that hurts somebody else, even more so than myself, because we need to realize true love is loving the good of the other. Love is to give yourself completely to the other, even to death. And that is why birth control, which we never hear taught from the pulpit, is not love. Birth control is not completely giving yourself to the other. It's holding back. It's holding something back of yourself from the other. It's about your self-pleasure. This is something we don't hear in the confessional. I mean, um, yeah, actually in the confessional too, but in the pulpit. I love you. The problem with contraception is it's basically saying, I love you, but I don't love you enough to have another one like you in the world. Well, we're not married yet, Father. Well, that's why we shouldn't be having relations before marriage. Well, I'm not going to listen to the church, Father, because it will change my life. It will cut my free time, cost me money, hurt my career. Now, all of a sudden, we're not loving because we're not, we're looking at ourselves. We're not willing the good of the other. Love is to die to oneself.
That is what love is. There, it's, you know, it's funny because Jesus was born to die. So here's what I'm saying. Love is to die to oneself. Jesus was born to die. The greatest form of love. No greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for another. Jesus emphasized, though, that we must obey his commands. Now, how does that fit in? Well, you know, Father, the Catholic Church is nothing but rules and regulations. Well, yeah, but those are because the church loves you. All right. These are not rules and regulation. These are Christ's guidelines. The Ten Commandments are God's guidelines because he loves us. Doesn't want to see us go down the wrong path. And if we follow, we will ultimately be much more happy. Right now, there's a lot of unrest in this whole issue of transgenderism because I personally believe inside they are restless. They know that something is not right about this. And so <clears throat> when we follow God's commands, we will be happy inside our hearts. No matter what happens on the outside, no matter what happens, good or bad, to obey God is to conform your life to God's own life. This type of obedience shares in the life of God, which is characterized by harmony, grace, goodness, and beauty. Jesus says that life in the, in the Beatitudes, what happens? Happy is the man. And then he gives all the conditions to be happy. Now, Jesus was happy even though he knew he was going to die. Jesus knew he was going to die, but he says, happy is the man. Because conforming your will to God's will, you will ultimately be happy no matter what goes on outside of you. The reason why we fear so much is because we're tied to the outside, not to heaven. So when we know Jesus' love for us daily, our happiness does not depend on our situation. I know that for a fact, myself too, and my family. And, and if times are good, happiness. If times are bad, then sadness. No, it doesn't work that way. It depends on God. He will never leave us. He will always love us. And that's why there's a difference between joy and happiness. The joy of Jesus isn't the same as what we understand as happiness. They are different. Or excitement. As I've said before, happiness is an earthly matter, okay? Um, I admit it. I, I, the little type breaks I take from time to time are sports. I, 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 I don't get to watch much, but if I do, that's what I, I try to get. A, and I work during the time where a game is on, and they came out and said the Detroit Lions will open the NFL season in Kansas City against the Super Bowl champions. Now, if the Detroit Lions win that game, I will be happy. I will be happy. It'll be neat. It'll be exciting. But that's not true joy. True joy only comes in being united to God. The joy of Jesus is not the pleasure of excitement or a life of ease. 
That's not what brings joy. That might bring happiness. Hey, I don't have to go to work today. I'm happy. Okay, that's a big difference. All right. What joy is, is an exhilaration of being right with God in your conscience. That is true joy. Being in a state of grace, consciously walking in his love and in his care. This being in a state of grace is a great feeling. You ever hear people say, when I come out of the confessional, I feel like a new man. That's amazing. This is what Jesus' message is here today. Obedience is tied to joy, not happiness. That's why people don't like the church. Well, it doesn't make me happy that I can't use birth control. Because you're looking at earthly happiness. Jesus says, be obedient, follow God's commands, and you will find something greater than happiness. You will find joy. And so Jesus mentions obedience and joy. Obedience, the commands of God, keeps us in a state of grace. And then if we stay in a state of grace, we find joy. There is joy when you are obedient because you are doing the will of God. Again, that is why I am convinced that the people that are burning down our cities, rioting and now even violence against the church, the most recent one in Washington, where the, the person um, threw a rock through the window and spray painted and then assaulted a worker at the church. This transgender person, I feel, is just not happy and uh, not joyful inside. They know something is wrong and they project that in attacking the church. That true inner joy is only going to come when we're in a state of grace and following what we know is right. And somehow, deep down, even our president, I know, knows this isn't right. I saw a clip of him from 2006, and he said verbatim, marriage is between a man and a woman. There is no other way. This is our president, 2006. Marriage is between a man and a woman, and he said it emphatically. What happened? I know deep inside he knows it's wrong. What's going on today? And there will never be peace. Jesus says there will never be peace until we follow God. That's why we have the unrest that we do. You know, Jesus would have us place his love for us in the same category with the Father's love for him. Jesus always talked about how the Father loves him and that Jesus wants to love us in the same way he loved the Father, the Father loves him. You know, that's the power of what goes on on the cross. That's what begetting means. Jesus, we say it in the creed, begotten of the Father. Jesus is begotten of the Father. Basically, he comes from the Father. He's not created. But what is Jesus doing on the cross? He's imitating the Father's love for him. The Father did not hold back. The Father gave everything to the Son. In fact, made him his equal. Now, I don't mean by made, meaning create. The Son was not created. He's eternally existing. 
But the father never holds anything, never held anything back from the son. He poured it out and gave the son everything. And Jesus says, I imitate the father. I do what I see the father do. So if he saw the father pouring it out in love for the son, pouring it out and holding nothing back from the son, which is what a spouse is supposed to do, but in contraception, it's holding back. When that spouse pours it out, they're imitating Christ, and Christ is imitating the Father. The Father poured it out, held nothing back from the Son. So as the Son is, is nailed to the cross, He's pouring it out for us. He's holding nothing back. He's imitating the Father. This love is unchanging and has no end. Could you imagine if your spouse gave you that kind of love? If your spouse held nothing back, if brothers and sisters held nothing back and gave them everything, if children to their parents held nothing back and gave everything to their care and well-being in their older ages, and if the parents, when the children were young, held nothing back and gave it all to them. Father Don Calloway just sent me a movie trailer clip of Jim Conviesel, who's doing a movie about child trafficking. And Father Don Calloway told me, he said, Father Chris, we've got to do something with this. This just breaks my heart. This crushes me. Child trafficking. Could you imagine if the parents held nothing back and gave everything to the children instead for their own selfishness and money they give their own children up for trafficking some are in positions they they don't know any other way out i understand that i mean i shouldn't say understand that there's never an excuse for that but it's it's also easy for us to point fingers when 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 they're in the life that they're caught in as well addiction or poverty but we never ever ever can sacrifice another person we sacrifice ourselves. And that's why Jesus didn't send us to the cross. He went himself. Can you imagine what a different place this world would be? Can we even imagine if we imitated the love of Christ, like Christ was imitating the love of the Father, what we would have? That's what it means by love one another as I have loved you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org 
for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.